Social Impact CX, the podcast that helps you drive mission and make a difference with customer experience. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for the Social Impact CX podcast. I'm John Corrigan, and I'll be your guide to how you can drive mission and achieve social impact with customer experience work. This is episode 16 of Social Impact CX, and again, thanks for listening. In episode 14 and 15 of Social Impact CX, I interviewed Megan Campbell of Feedback Labs in Washington, D.C. Feedback Labs worked with both Amidyar Network and Global Giving to put out a really interesting research report uh, back in June 2018 uh, that's all about how you make information empowering, and you can find that report on the Feedback Labs website, feedbacklabs.org. In this episode of Social Impact CX, I'm going to work on pulling together concepts presented in that report that Megan and I discussed, and also tie those concepts back to the idea that I presented back in episode 13 of Social Impact CX when I introduced the idea of seeking out a voice of the served in your nonprofit or social impact environment. And that would mean creating a voice of the served program by adapting many of the core tenets of voice of the customer or VOC programs increasingly found in so many for-profit companies working on customer experience initiatives. Once again, there's no need to recreate the wheel here. The concepts behind VOC or voice of the customer are well-developed and with a bit of imagination, uh, we can repurpose those into creating a voice of the served program. But before I get to that, I always make a point to start each episode of Social Impact CX with mentioning something that I'm grateful for. And today I'd like to say that I am grateful for an organization called Global Giving. Global Giving is based in Washington, D.C., and they do work all around the world. Of course, Global Giving contributed to the creation of the Making uh, Information Empowering Report that we talked about with, with Megan. But Global Giving has a much longer history of working with Feedback Labs. They helped to fund and form Feedback Labs back in 2013, I believe. And over the years, they have been a strong supporter of all the work that Feedback Labs has been doing. But Global Giving does much, much more than their work with Feedback Labs. I would encourage you to check out their website. Uh, Right online, you can see on their website, it says, Global Giving is the largest global crowdfunding community connecting nonprofits, donors, and companies in nearly every country. They help nonprofits from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe and hundreds of places in between. And they help those nonprofits access the tools, training, and support they need to be more effective and make our world a greater place. That is really impressive. It's a very tall order. Uh, I'd like to first recognize Global Giving's early leadership in and pioneering efforts in crowdfunding work. It's, it's very impressive, um, especially as crowdfunding concepts can be applied to nonprofit and philanthropic work. And they were early, early on in exploring crowdfunding ideas. I'm talking about like 2002, 2003. I believe, uh, which is incredible. It's, it's very innovative, truly leading edge. And, and if, we're expressing, if we're expressing gratitude for global giving, I think it's also a great opportunity to recognize the CEO and co-founder of global giving, Mari Kuraishi, who has been with global giving since their beginning more than 16 years ago, and who has just recently announced her retirement from global giving. I'd like to congratulate Mari for her leadership and innovation and all of her hard work at global giving. And of course, wish her very well in her next adventure as president of the Jesse Ball DuPont Fund. 
After everything that Mari has achieved at Global Giving, I'm sure that the DuPont Fund will benefit from her fantastic leadership. Good luck to Mari. So let's get back to the second part of my discussion about creating a Voice of the Served or VOS program and very much so borrowing from the idea of a Voice of the Customer program as many big companies are, are already doing today. So how do you create a VOS or Voice of the Served program and how would that be different than a Voice of the Customer program? So back in episode 13, I started this conversation and I laid out some of the basics and those basics are really important, such as uh, beginning to measure in a consistent way and then reporting out in a consistent manner. Those basics are absolutely critical. But if you're just starting uh, and you have those ideas, you know, where do you go from here? Well, I'd like to take on how you get started and what to do by utilizing a couple resources. So first, back in episode 13, I referenced some materials from the customer experience experts at Tempkin Group so for consistency's sake, I'm going to talk through a model that Tempkin Group publishes that's all about the competencies you need for a strong voice of the customer or VOC program, and then talk through how to interpret those ideas for a VOS or voice of the served program and putting a nonprofit and social impact lens on that. And then I'd like to go back and recall a few of the seven principles that Megan Campbell of Feedback Labs talked about and that can be found in their recent report that focuses on how to make information empowering, the conditions that you need to make information empowering. All right, so I have in front of me a model, all credit due to the Temkin Group here, a model that they published and it's labeled, uh, there's six elements here in the model and it's entitled for a strong VOC program, master six competencies and uh, around in the center of these six competencies it says for a strong VOC program. I imagine you can find this online. I'll try and look for a, a link and post it if I can. So the six competencies, they all begin with D, um, are detect, disseminate, diagnose, discuss, design, and deploy. And I'll tell you in advance, if, so I served as Vice President of Customer Experience for a $350 million nonprofit organization and I built a customer experience program from scratch and we developed an initial phase of work for how to create um, a voice of customer program and actually we didn't even get as far as thinking through that actually what we're talking about is voice of the served. Um, and so using that experience set. Um, as a nonprofit executive and with someone who's done some work in customer experience and has uh, thought through what, what you need to do for a, a voice of the served program, a couple of these I would collapse. And so I would be down to four or five um, uh, different elements in the competencies model for a voice of the served program. But let me talk about, once again, these um, six elements of detect, disseminate, diagnose, discuss, design, and deploy that are the competencies listed here in the Temkin Group model. So let's start with detect. And under detect, they list monitor the right feedback at the right time from the right customers and combine it with other key data sources. So how do you take that competency from a voice of the customer context and apply it to how you get started with a voice of the served uh, program. So under 
the idea of monitor the right feedback at the right time, I think the right feedback here is a really, really important idea. And it takes, this is a place where you wanna take a little bit of time. You wanna collaborate with others. You wanna um, uh, take a look at your mission, understand who it is that you're engaging with, who are you trying to serve, who are you trying to help, what's your mission all about. The answer to those questions of what's your mission, what is your mission about and who are you trying to help and how are you trying to help them, that's going to begin to guide you towards what is the right feedback that you're trying to get. You, your customer experience is all about creating value, but value derived from greater empathy that you have for whomever it is that you're trying to help. And uh, that help could be through a product or a service or some program, but uh, whatever it is in your instance, if you're in a nonprofit or social impact environment, what effect are you trying to achieve? Who are you trying to assist or help or further enhance whatever it is that um, the assistance that they need? Um, you want to structure some questions um, so that the people that you're serving, they can give you feedback that allows you to understand whether or not they're accomplishing what you would hope that they're going to be able to do, to be able to be helped more, to be able to achieve more value, to have a better experience, greater assistance, whatever it is that your mission is all about. You want to structure a set of questions. And remember, if you go back to episode 13, I talked about you want a core set of questions that you can ask period over period with consistency so that you can then begin to benchmark and measure and report out period over period with consistency. And you, you'll be able to see a voice of the serve program modeled after a voice of the customer program will allow you to see how you're doing, um, how people are giving you feedback, what's going well, what's not going well, what people like this period, and then, hey, maybe you changed something. And so are you getting different feedback, better or worse, in the next period after you introduce a change? Once you're up and running with this methodology of regularly capturing feedback, you can begin to use it as a uh, benchmark, a measurement tool for your performance and how your organization is doing. So there, you, you want to think about gathering feedback that will allow you to understand whether or not people are actually able to get the help that you're trying to offer or, or to get um, uh, whatever effect you're trying to produce that hopefully will be providing assistance or advancing your mission, whatever it is that people need. You want to ask some questions that are specific to your organization about how that was. Um, uh, and so think through some questions there. That's an important part of the detect phase. Um, and there's a lot of resources out there. I like resources from Temkin Group. I think they're usually very, very good. There are resources out there about voice of the customer programs and how you begin to identify which questions you want to ask. And that's what this first phase about detect in this specific model is all about. Second element, uh, or the second competency rather in this model is disseminate. And so they put under here, put information in the hands of the right people at the right time in the right form so that they can act upon it. So I think in a nonprofit and social impact environment, and if you begin to apply that lens, what you wanna think about along with this methodology that comes from the world of VOC programs, which we're doing a VOS program, is you wanna think about who you're gonna report out to, how you're gonna report out to them, and how you're gonna make this information consumable so that it's meaningful to them and they can take actions and make decisions off of it. And so I think it's an important point here though to, to spend some time to think about, when you think about reporting out, you know, kind of the first tendency is, 
I'm going to give this information to my boss or leadership's going to want to hear about this. But in true customer experience fashion, it's important to keep in mind that teams make experiences happen. Your finance team and your volunteer network in the field and your executive leaders and your board of directors and the program development, program management team, you're all in this together. The experiences that people are having and that they're now going to give you feedback on, um, everybody's involved. And so you don't want to think about just reporting up. You want to think about reporting up, down, sideways, throughout the organization because everyone plays a role here. And that's really important. Collaboration, once again, collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. You're reporting out of the information that you've gathered uh, and that you're now going to gather on a regular basis for your VOS program is a is a way to facilitate collaboration because everyone's going to be able to look at it. And so that, that's a very important um, consideration when you're thinking about how you're going to disseminate a report out on the information you're gathering. So the next competency is diagnose. Remember, we have detect, disseminate, diagnose, discuss, design, and deploy in this model. I would actually combine competencies number three, numbers three and four, at least how, how I've numbered them. Uh, Tempkin Group doesn't number them this way, but I would combine diagnose with discuss. Diagnose, um, they have listed here as gain a deeper understanding of problems or opportunities that the feedback uncovers. And then discuss is get the right people from the right organizations reviewing the right information to understand what's affecting customers. I think in an awful lot of nonprofit or social impact environments that are perhaps not the largest organizations, the people that you're going to want to have in the room and at the table to diagnose what we're hearing from the people that we're working to serve um, are probably the people you want to discuss it to. And so I think when you look at a model like this or any other model and you're trying to repurpose from the purely for-profit world of voice of the customer um, and you want to put that lens of a nonprofit or social impact interpretation here it'd be just fine I think to um, uh, to collapse and diagnose and discuss together now if you're working in a truly global large organization that is social impact mission driven perhaps nonprofit also um, and you're a mature organization, I, I would suggest go ahead and breaking those out. That's a very interesting exercise. But for an awful lot of uh, listeners, I think here at Social Impact CX, um, I would not hesitate to take the initiative to go ahead and combine those two things. You want the people who are going to understand what the problem is based upon what we're hearing from the people that we're serving to be able to talk about, you know, what that means and, and also hear what their peers are saying from other parts of the organization so that we can collaboratively discuss and think through what might we do differently based upon what we're hearing. And so that leads us to the fifth element, at least as I've numbered it here, which is labeled design. And uh, here we have from the Tempkin Group, they list follow user-centric approaches for identifying changes that will improve the customer experience. Now, if you're plugged into the world of customer experience, there's a decent chance that you've heard about this thing called design thinking. Um, if you have technology in the environment that you work in or in prior uh, environments that you've worked in, you may have engaged with user experience teams or maybe you're trained on that yourself. Um, there are other fields of service design and experience design and the more complex and 
mature and robust of a business you have and advanced of a business you have, there's a really good chance that either you or some of your colleagues are going to be trained in these fields. If by chance you are not trained in design thinking, service design, user experience, whatever, uh, any of those fields, fear not. Um, th there's a really important term here used in this competency, and it's user-centric, which user-centricity, user-centric, user-centricity, is a really important concept in customer experience work, in design work in general, um, whether it's design thinking. It's important in user experience work if you're if you're developing a screen for a software application or something else technology driven. Um, it's about thinking about the experience from the user's perspective, which customer experience work is all about putting uh, yourself in the shoes of whoever it is you're trying to serve and then trying to gain empathy for their experience. And so user-centric, for those of you who have not trained on the subject, this is the uh, quick and dirty, simple, easy, very effective way to go straight to this subject. Um, put yourself in the shoes of the customer, of whoever it is that you're working to help, uh, whoever it is you're trying to serve, and make sure you understand what it's like from their chair. What do they feel? What do they like? What do they dislike? What was hard? What was easy? What do they love? What do they hate? What do they hope they never have to do again? What do they hope they get to do again really soon? You know, the things that um, uh, that people like and don't like and that produce emotional responses are very important elements to measure. And that's what user centricity is all about. And if you have any interest in the field of user centricity, I would uh, suggest that you. there's lots of books and resources and online courses and in-person in courses uh, that you can go to. Design thinking is a great field to go explore more. Um, what you learn in design thinking will always, almost always, I think, be of uh, tremendous assistance in your customer experience work. I think especially so if you're applying customer experience principles to a nonprofit or social impact environment where maybe you don't even use the word customer. Um, the design thinking process allows you to really gain that user centricity view. Um, but if you've not trained on it, don't worry about it. The, the simple explanation here is make sure that you're able to effectively gain empathy and understanding for from the experience of the people that you're actually working to serve. What's it like going to the health clinic that you're working on? Um, how does it feel to apply for that scholarship? Um, how is it... Um, What's the process like when you're gathering information about a job fair? Whatever it is that your environment is, and you know, you can extrapolate this concept to a product or service, whatever it is that's going on in your organization. Understanding what it's like for, from the perspective of the person that you're trying to serve is really, really important. And that's what this competency about design that brings up the subject of user centricity is all about. And so then the sixth competency here is deploy and the what they have written here is that make ongoing changes to the experiences and the processes from and, and the processes for monitoring those changes and you know I think this one is uh, a fairly universal across for-profit nonprofit social impact um, uh, otherwise whatever a business or organization's interest is when you make a change you want to be able to not only deploy that but then make sure that you have a process for understanding how it goes um, uh, so that you can 
measure and ideally this is in your um, in your voice of the served in your feedback that you're getting um, uh, you'll be able to do that and so thank you to the people at Temkin group I think this is a great model um, I think this is also a great example for how I know from a very pragmatic perspective when I sat in the chair as voice uh, as a vice president of customer experience and I looked at all these resources that were complex and amazing and well researched and thought out by experts sometimes it, it was it was too much uh, for what I could do with the complexity of the model that uh, was being presented and so I worked very hard to say okay so let's break this down to the basics and what makes sense in our environment and the, the first thing is we're a nonprofit so this might be a little different but even if we don't use the word customer some of these concepts are great and they still apply we want to make sure that we understand um, what it's like from the people that we're working to serve get input from them and be able to measure that input on a regular basis so that is at the core of how you would interpret the fundamentals the competencies of a good voice of the customer program how you would begin to interpret creating a voice of the served program for your nonprofit or social impact environment let's transition to um, that report that in episodes 14 and 15 when I was talking to Megan Campbell of Feedback Labs that report that's entitled under what conditions is information empowering and that you can download off of the Feedback Labs website feedbacklabs.org um, there were seven principles in that report that are all about what are these conditions that makes that, that, that make information empowering and I I thought three or four of them really kind of jumped out at me and so if you go check out the seven principles in that report or listen to we cover all seven in the two episodes that Megan and I uh, where we talk about the report principle one is interpretation is social and I think this is a really interesting um, point when you consider the voice of the serve program you're getting this input on a regular basis bringing it back into your organization so that your peers your colleagues your leadership whomever else in your organization can talk about uh, what's coming back and so the social aspect now I think the report actually touches on social meaning social media as well too there's another element I'm gonna to get to that here that's social but I think the idea of socializing within your culture these findings are really important so that you can learn from the interpretations of each other within your organization as you yes collaborate and so that's really important point or principle number two in the report is reinterpretation is power and so it's not just how you interpret it but also how you reinterpret it and here's where that other form of social possibly social media or or otherwise if you think about external groups this isn't done a ton but I have seen some organizations in the for-profit world they publish out their findings from their voice of the customer work and so not only can they see it as a team but their customers can see it um, so can others in industry um, see it and it's they hold themselves accountable to that but I am quite sure that by making your the feedback that you're getting uh, from voice of the served by sharing that with perhaps organizations that are complementary to what you're doing or that you're partnering with on different projects or perhaps the people that you're serving themselves um, uh, you the opportunity 
that you create by sharing that is that they may very well interpret or reinterpret some of those findings in a very different way that you would, would have never thought of. And they may have different examples, different contributions or comments that they would like to make. And so it just really kind of struck me that principle number two in that report was reinterpretation as power because what you can do with uh, the findings you'll get from a Voice of the Serve program is fascinating. And it's, it's not necessarily limited to just within your culture. Uh, and then if you skip down to principle four, um, I love this one, vivid narratives persuade. And so this is all about stories. And so in your Voice of the Served program, just like in a good Voice of the Customer program, you're going to want a consistent number of questions that you can score probably in a, um, uh, in a measured way, perhaps on a one to five point scale or something like that. Um, so you can create a report. You can report out and you can understand progress, both negative and positive, and how things move. A, the, you, you want to understand that, that base of questions is a starting point. Uh, B, there's some other questions you might want to be able to allow them to hold a flexible spot so that you can update and respond to changes as changes occur in your environment, in your ecosystem, in the marketplace, whatever that is that you do. Um, but then also, it's really great to include at least one or two open-ended fields in your question, so or in your questionnaire rather, or survey, however you're doing this, so that uh, you can have color commentary and you can have real comments from real people that are uh, the people that you're serving, and that they can. It's a place for them to express their voice outside of the structured questions you're asking, so that you can create a measurement vehicle, and so from that. I guarantee stories will come. Stories will come from the people you're serving, from your customers. Um, stories will come from your teammates and your colleagues based upon some of those color commentary elements that, uh, that come through from an open-ended uh, field where you're getting um, uh, inputs directly from the people that you're working to serve. And then I think the, uh, the seven principles, the number seven also is extremely applicable and very important to remember um, this principle from this report is entitled Ice Cream Melts and it's all about timeliness. It's important to understand as I just mentioned things change and so what it doesn't it doesn't matter what environment you work in what the elements of your ecosystem are today who you collaborate with who you compete with who um, offers an alternative solution whatever that is that's your environment there's a pretty good chance that something significant will change and that'll probably happen before too terribly long. And so you want the ability to create that baseline of measurement, but you also want the ability to, um, to change and uh, to make sure that you understand the timeliness of the inputs you're getting from your Voice of the Served program. And uh, you want to be able to gain an appreciation and understanding for the, the inputs and the feedback that you got a year ago, they may not really uh, be comparable to the scenario that you're working in today. And some of the questions may be relevant, but the answers to those questions may be very different. Um, you might need to change some of the questions. Uh, you might want to uh, um, certainly be able to sit down and collaboratively take a look at what the findings are and talk with your colleagues about, you know, given that X has happened, 
um, how we the responses we get today on this versus the responses we were getting a year ago are really quite different. And so what does that mean? And so ice cream melts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's all about timeliness. Um, nothing stays the same over time. And it's really important that we all understand that. And actually a good voice of the served or voice of the customer program helps you respond to a changing environment because you have a regular drumbeat of uh, commentary coming from the people that are most important to you. So that brings us to um, uh, wrapping up here on episode 16 of Social Impact CX. Uh, it was the second part of my discussion about how to form a voice of the served program. And of course, we're borrowing from the very well-established ideas out there about voice of the customer programs, and we're reinterpreting for nonprofit and social impact environments. I almost always enjoy what I see coming out of the Temkin Group, and I want to give them full credit for that voice of the customer competencies model that I used as an example. And I'll repeat, there are there's there's a lot of other models out there. I always like the quality of the Temkin work. I, I think it's very well thought out usually. Um, so that's why I use that as an example, especially for um, this segment of Social Impact CX and content. Um, I'd also like to once again thank Megan Campbell. She's Director of Research, Learning, and Engagement at Feedback Labs in Washington, D.C., and was a, truly a key player in producing that report from June 2018 uh, from Feedback Labs entitled Under, uh, Under What Conditions is Information Empowering and that they worked on in collaboration with a Mid-Year Network and, of course, Global Giving. And as I've said before, Social Impact CX is also intended to be an interactive forum, a place to stir conversations, answer questions, provide some context definitions, hopefully achieve a better understanding of customer experience work, which of course should include a good voice of the served program. So what questions do you have about forming a VOS program? You can ask a question or make a comment at Social Impact CX a couple different ways. First, you can send an email to comment at socialimpactcx.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-T at S-O-C-I-A-L-I-M-P-A-C-T-C-X.com. You can also find us on Twitter and post a question there. Our Twitter handle is at socialimpactcx. And please follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with new podcasts and other related content. You can also find me on Twitter. I've just updated my handle. It is now at JF Corrigan. Or if you're listening to this podcast via YouTube, feel free to post a question in the comments section and we'll do our best to catch you there. That goes for SoundCloud as well too. And while you're at YouTube, if that's where you're listening, please subscribe to the Social Impact CX channel. This is John Corrigan reminding you that especially in social impact work, it's important to understand that your mission is really all about someone else's journey. And the more you know about someone's journey, the more you can help. Thanks for listening to Social Impact CX.